Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, your life connection to the information for a healthy body, an enlightened mind, and a renewed spirit. Good morning. Welcome to my last show of Blessings with Selene. But even though I will no longer be going live, the good news is that you will still be able to listen to the recordings of every single show anytime you feel the need for a little guidance or a little bit of comforting advice. I am feeling so good to see the sun shining and buds beginning to show on tree branches. Something really hopeful enters the atmosphere around us during the springtime. Don't you agree? And it's contagious. No matter how low we're feeling, a little bit of sunshine seems to enter our hearts, our minds, and our lives at this time. You know, for anyone who is grieving due to the loss of a loved one, it feels as if our hearts are in a state of permanent winter. Sometimes we feel frozen and numb. Other times we feel as if a blizzard is blowing super hard and we're not going to be able to survive. Yet other times we feel as if our hearts are beginning to defrost. But those feelings do not seem to last long. What I'm trying to say is that you can tap into nature to help yourself feel better. It all begins with choosing to pay attention to what is happening around you. You know, we get so busy that we fail to notice how nature changes throughout the year, and we fail to appreciate the beauty and the wisdom of it. I'll give you one example. Have you taken time to think about why is it that you feel better after taking a walk in the country or hiking a park trail? Why do you think that is? The reason you feel so much better is that you just have been in the most healing spa there is because nature has a relaxing influence on you by showing you to just be, to accept what is. There is no resisting in nature. The buds are not resisting the sprouting process. The tree branches are not saying, oh, no, I don't want new leaves. So in this way, nature recalibrates us human beings to a point where we can de-stress, we can decompress about whatever is going on in our lives. And you, and in you, I and all of us human beings, we begin to, when we spend time in nature, we can begin to take note and we can begin to live in that way. But first, we need to make that connection. We need to make the time to spend time in nature, even just a little walk around your neighborhood, but paying attention to what is happening can help you recalibrate and can help you feel so much better. Now, there is a reason why I am mentioning this. Because grief gets such a strong hold over anyone who is grieving. And the reason 
Why that is? It's resistance. We don't want to accept what has happened. We don't want to accept our loss. And what is the result? Paralysis and numbness. And that inner winter that I mentioned before enter your heart. You may be thinking, but Selene, how can I stop myself from feeling numb and sad and cold if my loved one just died? Well, I'm not saying to stop yourself from feeling your feelings. No. I know that the thing about grief is that it eats away at your soul and it paralyzes you in life and it affects every single area of your life. Some people choose to squell your feelings inside of themselves and go on. And they choose to go on as if nothing had happened, refusing to accept consciously that the loss has happened. Now, it is understandable for someone to do this because it is too painful to accept the loss. However, it will destroy you if you do this. I think that to some extent, all people who are grieving do this for a little while, especially at the beginning, because they're still in shock and they feel that they're in a bad dream. But if you're still doing this, if you're still in this place years after your loss, then the time has come to get some help. And there's nothing shameful about seeking help. I myself, myself, sought help. My son Christopher died 22 years ago from cancer. And after his death, I struggled big time. Nobody understood what I was going through. And people avoided talking about or even mentioning my son for fear that it would cause me pain. However, what I needed the most was for his name to be mentioned, for his life to be validated, because my son had existed and his life had mattered. And he had left a beautiful legacy of love. Can you relate to this? I think you can. So what I'm saying is that it is supremely important to choose to accept the reality that you're in when you are ready, when you are ready to do this. Once you come to accept it, sort of a release happens within you. And with that release comes the possibility of moving forward while continuing to grieve. Because grief does not stop when you move forward. You know what it does? Grief only transforms into a gateway for your transformation and for the possibility of not only healing yourself, but helping others heal, others, helping others who have gone through similar experiences heal as well. So feel what you feel. Let it all out when it happens, for as long as it happens. But after some time, when it is natural for, for it to happen for you, it is good to come to accept what has happened so that your heart can heal. If you're listening right now and you have experienced the loss of a loved one, know that I have walked in your shoes. I, too, entered an inner winter of the heart in 1995 when my son died. And since then, I have learned so many things from that experience of loss. 
I bet that you're also learning a lot already about life and about what it's all about. But if you're struggling, if you feel that you are in quicksand and are rapidly sinking, if you do not see a way out, a way to move forward, then I want you to begin by going outside, by taking a long walk in nature and in total silence. Listen to nature. Connect with what is happening in nature at this time. And notice how you can extract a measure of hope from the rebirth that is happening at this time. Because you too can experience a rebirth. Yes, you can. But before you can do that, there are many ways in which you can begin to thaw out that heart that you have and that is in winter right now. And we're also different. You know, we need different things at different times. We react differently about what happens in our lives. We have had different upbringings and different influences. Because of all these factors, there is not just one way to do this. There is not just one way to move forward and to experience a rebirth after having lost a loved one. But that first step is acceptance. Saying to yourself, saying to yourself, my loved one is no longer here. It is true that I cannot hug or kiss or say goodbye or comfort or just be with my loved one ever again. Once you accept that reality of your loss fully in your heart, you can connect with the fact that your loved one may no longer be here physically, but your loved one is definitely here with you spiritually. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is that the love that you and your loved one have for each other did not die when they did. No, that love is eternal. And because of that, from where your loved one is, they are sending you loving signs to help you know that they're okay and that they love you, that they still exist in a different plane of existence. They still are here. And what connects them to you is the love that you have for each other that will never die, okay? And that love can help you heal, okay? So this leads me to the second step. The second step is notice. Have you noticed any signs for your loved one? These signs come most often when you're feeling very sad and very low. Has their favorite animal showed up at that time when you were feeling that way? Have you had someone, have someone taken a photograph of you and when you looked at it closely, you noticed there was a bright orb next to you, even though flash wasn't used? Have you been missing your loved one? And all of a sudden, wherever you're at, their favorite song starts playing on the radio. These are all signs and confirmations that your loved one still exists because their love is eternal. And just because you cannot see them or touch them, it does not mean that they are not here with you. They're here with you, but just on a different dimension. The key factor here is that you must be paying attention. And not only that, you must trust, you must trust 
what you notice. If you think that something that has happened is a sign from your loved one, then you must trust in that. Because when you do that, you begin to connect with your intuition. And when you connect with your intuition, you bypass your rational, your mental processes. And you know what happens? This opens the door for you to connect with the spiritual side of life. So the third step, something that you cannot explain, that informs you that that message, that dream, the signs that are showing up for you are coming indeed from your loved ones because they are. You know, the love that they have for you is so strong that from the other side, they take every opportunity that comes their way to let you know that they love you and that they are with you. So once you have reached this step, you have opened the door of spirituality, the door of connection to God, to the angels, to the universe. You have opened yourself to beginning to receive the guidance and the messages from source. And when you do this, not only does divine healing enter your heart, but your life can improve in miraculous ways. Because, you know why? Because you're being led in your life by those who know the secrets of life, the secrets of the universe. Do you believe this is possible? I know it is because it happened to me and it has been and it continues to be a beautiful journey. One that I wish to share with you and one that has led me to being on this show and to do everything that I can do to help anyone who has suffered a major loss in their lives and is struggling to pick themselves back up and to continue to live without their loved one. What I want to do most of all is to help you realize that your loved one is still by your side and that they want for you to connect with that awareness, to notice their messages, and to use those messages to bring words and to bring healing to your heart. And furthermore, your loved one wants you to believe, to truly believe, and to truly give yourself permission to be happy again. Maybe not again exactly in the same way that you were happy before. But your loved one wants you to believe that it's definitely possible to be happy again, even though they're no longer here with you in the physical plane. I also want to help you see the following. As human beings, we're always so busy, just trying to make it day to day, to survive, to pay the bills, to take care of ourselves, of our relationships, of our children. We are so busy that we think that we don't have to just be. We don't have time to just be, to reflect, and to notice. Because of not taking the time to do this, we end up living a life that only allows us to see the small picture. My work, my house, my children, my friends, my family, etc. Oftentimes, we're unable to see the bigger picture of life how everything fits together in the big scheme of things. But you know something? Nothing can help us realize that there is a bigger picture 
about life than experiencing the loss of a loved one. So if you have experienced the loss of a loved one and are listening right now, do not let this opportunity to see the bigger picture pass you by. Why? Because when you see the bigger picture, you begin to realize, number one, that life is too short to sweat the small stuff. And I'll share with you something that I saw recently on a TV show. There were models competing for a large prize, and they had just had makeovers. So two of the models were complaining and complaining and complaining about the changes that had been made to their hair. After a while, another model, who happens to have been born deaf, let them know through a text message the following. He said, I can't believe that you're going on and on about something as small as a change in your hair. When I am deaf, you don't hear me complaining. That model, that deaf model, obviously sees the bigger picture. You see? The second thing seeing the bigger picture helps us to realize is that there is a sense of urgency about, about your life that you can't put off for tomorrow what you can do today because you never know what can happen. After a loss, you look at your family, at your friends, at your life, and the way that you live your life differently. A sense of deep appreciation often sets in, even though your heart is broken. Don't you agree? And the, the third thing that you realize is that no matter how terrible what has happened to you is, there is always a ray of hope. Possibly the hope that you can experience a rebirth and that you will figure out a way to not only help yourself as you heal, but to help others with what you have learned from your experience, as so many before you have done, and as I am doing in my, lo- in my own life right now. So once you begin to catch glimpses of the bigger picture, because if your eyes were closed before, and now they're slowly but surely opening up to an awareness about life that you didn't know before. That awareness can lead you to connect with and trust in your intuition, which in turn can help you notice and receive the signs your loved one is leaving for you, which will allow your heart to heal. And furthermore, that awareness will allow you to connect with the serial world, the spiritual world where God and the angels reside. So when you do that, when you connect with the pure vibration and loving energy, with that pure vibration and loving energy, you align yourself with the reason you came into this world, with your divine life purpose. And when you do that, life as you knew it, it's over. It's over you begin to experience ease, joy, happiness, prosperity, and immense love for the opportunity, immense love and immense gratitude for the opportunity that living gives you to grow spiritually. In my own life, I have become very close with the angels as a result of my loss. And as an angel intuitive, I have honed in my skills to help people who are struggling to make it in life, to be happy, 
to live the way that they desire. You too can do the same in your life. Don't you think this is possible? It totally is. It totally is. Something that is terribly important for you to know, though, is that the angels, being the messengers of God, want nothing more than to help us human beings during our experience on earth. However, they cannot help you if you do not ask for the help, for their help. And the reason is that they're bound by the law of spiritual, of free will. So go ahead and ask the angels to help you as you are taking steps to feel better, to heal, as you continue to grieve and to figure out what to do with your life at this time, how to reconstruct your life, how to bring about your rebirth, okay? I feel that most people do ask for help from God and from the angels, but feel that their requests have gone unanswered. However, that may not be the case. The issue may be that they are not paying attention. The messages from God and from the angels are subtle. In other words, you are not going to receive a large sign or or a letter in the mail telling you what your next step is. But if you're listening and if you're paying attention, you may overhear a conversation between two strangers And they may mention something that gives you the exact information you need at that moment. That is a sign that the angels are guiding you. Or it could be that you may need comforting and are feeling abandoned, are feeling that nobody cares. And at that very moment that you're feeling that way, the phone rings. And it's a dear friend of of yours who tells you how much she loves you and how much she has missed you. Well, that is a sign from the angels. Angels are nudging that dear friend of yours to give you a call to provide the comfort, the comfort that you need at that time, to let you know that somebody cares. Or it could be that you're worried about money. I don't know how you're going to be able to pay your next utility bill. But then, as you happen to grab an old coat that you haven't worn for a long time, and you put your hand on, on, the, on one of the pockets, you find a $100 bill. Again, that is the angels answering your request for help. However, unless you take steps to make the shift from living from a small picture perspective to the bigger picture perspective, you won't be able to align yourself with a life that you're meant to be. You won't be able to notice those signs. You won't be able to realize, oh my gosh, that is the answer to my prayers. When those people were talking, I mentioned that that is my next step. Did you see? So something that is unexpected happens when you make that shift from small picture perspective to bigger picture. To be able, one of the things that happens is then you are able to notice and feel deep inside that your loved one is still around you, loving you, extremely healing. That can be extremely healing and can serve as a springboard for you to continue to grow and to begin to live life in a different way, a better way in every aspect. I'll share with you what happened after my son died. For two years after his death, he came to me in my dreams. And those were in regular dreams. I realized 
I recognized that they were more like visits. They felt as if I was there with him. I felt physically how he hugged me. And in every dream, he would hug me tightly. He would tell me, I love you, Mama. Well, that was an answer to a prayer. We were indeed visiting because, you know, when we dream, our astral body, because we don't have just our physical body, but our astral body leaves our bodies and is connected with a string to our physical body and can travel to those aesthetic realms where our loved ones are. And we can, they can help us heal. They can connect with us in that level. On the other hand, they can also travel and meet um, the angels, the masters, you know, God, and we can receive healing, we can receive guidance, okay? I didn't know that at that time, but all I knew is that it was very healing. And all I knew was that my child was reaching out from, his, from where he was to help me at that time. And I guess that after two years of doing that and coming into my dreams, he knew, he realized that I was ready to, I was going to be okay, that I was ready to continue and figure out my life. And then he chose to help me in different ways. In fact, something interesting is that maybe a year after he stopped coming into my dreams, he, I saw him in my dreams, but he wasn't coming to me. And I had to beg him and beg him, Christopher, please come to me. So it was like pulling teeth, but he came and sat on my lap. And as I was hugging him and telling him how much I loved him, he looked at me and he said, I'm now helping daddy. And that was so profound. He let me realize, he helped me realize that his love was so strong. You know, he was helping the people that he loved the most, his mom and his dad. And after that, I never had any other dreams with him, any other visits with him. But anyways, the reason that I'm sharing this is to help you realize that a door opens up for us to experience after we experience such a monumental loss, okay? <clears throat> so the realization that you have not been abandoned by your loved one can lead you, can lead you to also heal that part of you that may have felt abandoned by God, by the angels, by the universe, by source. And so it can lead you to realize that they are here, they're on your side, and they also want to help you, and they also want to guide you so that you can make your life easier. And that can go, that realization can go a long way to heal you because you can then begin to ask for help. And instead of trying, instead of trying to solve all your problems by yourself, instead of feeling frustrated, alone, and abandoned, when you think that your requests for help have gone unheard of, you can connect with that awareness that they are here. You just need to stop. You just need to connect. You just need to pay attention, okay? So after the steps that I have mentioned at the beginning of the show, acceptance, coming to accept what has happened, notice, begin to notice that when you're feeling at your worst, when you're feeling desperate, when you're just, you know, extremely, extremely sad and depressed, your loved one will send you a message. So begin to notice what happens around you when you're feeling that way. And then trust. And that means that you trust when you get a feeling, when a thought comes into your mind, that was my loved one letting me know that they're around me. 
and that they love me. Okay, so then what is the next step after you have gotten to this point? Inner work. Because in order to live from a place where you are intuitively guided, it's necessary that you do a lot of inner work so you can heal all the wounds that you have been carrying since your childhood. And those wounds don't allow you, don't allow you to connect your intuition or they make it extremely hard. So the spiritual teacher, Eckhart Tolle, and I don't know if you are, you know, familiar with him, he says, the pain body is my term for the accumulation of all emotional pain that almost all people carry in their energy field. I see it as a semi-autonomous psychic entity. And these negative emotions, the negative emotions of the pain body, leave a residue of emotional pain which is stored in the cells of the body. And this is very important. For anyone who is grieving, as as a soul, before you enter your body to be born in this physical plane, you were unwounded. But as you lived and you experienced experienced hurts, wounds began to gather, and those wounds piled up on top of each other to the point that they became a great big and heavy carapace, a shield that you carry wherever you go. And most of the time, you are just doing all you can to make it day to day to survive. So you don't stop to think about what you went through during your childhood, your adolescence, your young adulthood. And because you don't do that, and it's not because you don't want to, but because nobody has taught you this. So because you don't do this, you don't get in touch with this, you don't realize that you have those, so then you cannot do something to heal them, then you have all these blocks. You have a heavy carapace. Okay? And having that heavy carapace doesn't allow you to move forward in life. So it's necessary. It's essential for you to heal those wounds that you have been carrying in order to lighten your load, the load that your energetic body has been carrying for years so that you can make space for all the good things that you want to bring into your life. Don't you want this for yourself? Most people and especially those who have suffered a loss, want to feel better, want to be able to move forward in their lives. But this is not going to happen magically. No. No, I have met people who 17 years after the loss, they're still in in that cycle of pain. They haven't figured it out. They're trying with all that they can, but they haven't figured it out. So why is that? Because you must do the work, the inner work, so that the space can be opened for those positive changes that you desire to materialize in your life. And as someone who myself have lost a loved one, what happens is that the pain body, your pain body, has gone on overdrive after your loss. Because not only do you have emotional pain from your childhood, your adolescence, and so on, but on top of that pain, you now have the pain from the grief of losing someone so dear to your heart. 
So inner work is essential, and I mean this essential, in order to heal those wounds from your past, in order to heal your heart from the loss. And with healing comes a deeper awareness of your intuition, of what intuition is. And with a greater attunement to intuition comes the ability to connect, to receive the messages, to recognize them from not only the messages that are coming, not only from your loved one, which is a great gift, because connecting with that can heal, can be really the gateway to healing your heart from that grief. But also, with a greater attunement to intuition, you can receive and recognize the messages that come from the angels, from God, and from the divine as they try with all their might to help you and to guide you and to open your eyes to that bigger picture. So what do I mean by inner work? What I mean is that specific steps need to be taken in order to bring to the surface what those wounds are one by one. They need to come out. Then practices need to be put in place in order to release the pain and in order to forgive the person or the persons as well as yourself. And after that is done, the grieving will have removed the mental and the emotional clutter that was blocking him or her from being able to notice and benefit. After that is done, the healing that you have, the steps that you have taken to heal will have removed the the mental and emotional clutter that was blocking you from being able to notice, from being able to benefit from the messages and the guidance from both your loved one who has passed and from the angels and God. Does this make sense to you? That is the bigger picture, okay? So what is the next step? The next step is intuition, connecting with it, which is something that the fact that you have lost a loved one, that you have experienced a major a major catastrophe in your life can help you do. It can help you connect with intuition because whether you realize it or not, those who have passed are always trying to connect with you, are always trying to let you know that they're okay and to infuse in your consciousness the message that you don't need to suffer on their account and to send you their love So your loss is an opportunity for you to become more intuitive. And when you do that, a very important door opens up for you, the door to spirit. So once that door has opened for you, what is the next step? The next step is ask for help. When you ask for help, you are able to access the guidance and loving messages from God and the angels. And your life will forever change for the better. Because living from a place of alignment with the divine means that you're finally able to get why things happen the way they do. And you're able to get what you need to do to live the life that you want and how you can make that happen. How healing it can be to know that all you have to do is turn your mind off, push your worries aside, ask for help. Push your worries aside. Bring out 
all the wounds you have in caring from your childhood and all that, take the steps to heal them so that the door can be open for you to attune, align yourself with your intuition and trust it. And then notice the messages that your loved one is leaving for you. And then ask for help from God, from the angels, from universe, from source. And then just listen and notice the messages and benefit from the guidance that they're giving you. The guidance that corresponds perfectly with your particular situation. So does leading from a place so connected to the spiritual realm appeal to you? Do you want to begin to live life this way? It is possible, and I'm here to tell you so, because I help people just like you make the shift from living in a state of fear, despair, hopelessness, and disconnection, which is still living from the smaller picture about life, to making the shift to living from a bigger picture. In that bigger picture, when they see it, when they're aware of it, they're able to heal their hearts by doing what they need to do to heal first and to connect with the fact that love never dies. And therefore, their loved one's love is still with them and will be with them forever and can use that connection to heal. And with that healing comes a profound transformation in their lives. Because living from the perspective of a bigger picture means that they also live with the awareness that God, the angels, the universe source, they're available and willing to help them. And they can now access the way in which they communicate. And this can help them so that they can live the way that they were meant to live. Do you realize just how big of a transformation this be? This is an amazing transformation, a life-changing transformation for anyone who chooses to, to make this shift. So one of the changes that you will notice when you begin the shift into the bigger picture perspective is that you will notice more and more coincidences showing up in your life. Do you believe that coincidence I just said? Random happenings that happen to coincide? Or do you think that there's something deeper at play? Say that you have been deeply worried about how tired, how fatigued you have been feeling lately. And I'm thinking, maybe you need to have your thyroid checked. But you do not have a doctor yet in your area and are scared to try one without a recommendation. So you put it off and put it off. And so your level of worry increases and you find yourself thinking about it, but yet not doing something about it because you still don't have a referral, right? So out of the blue, one day you go to pick up a takeout order at one of your favorite restaurants. And while you're waiting, you glance around and discover one of those free publications that um, public places tend to have around. And when you open it, Right there, there's a big one-page advertisement for a clinic that specializes on treating, diagnosing, and treating thyroid disorders in a holistic manner, which is what you wanted. Boom. Now, do you think that is a coincidence? Well, I happen to think that that is actually what is called a synchronicity. 
So what is a synchronicity? Synchronicity is when we experience events that are related to each other temporarily, and the chance that they would occur together by random chance is very small. So I'm of the opinion that the law of attraction comes into play when we experience synchronicities. We have been thinking and thinking, and even if the thinking is in the back of our minds, we are dwelling on that thought, the thought about the thyroid and concerns about the thyroid. And then all of a sudden, you know, you see the ad in the magazine or you see a sign on the truck that is next to you at a stoplight, and voila, you receive the help that you were asking for. And it's important, it's supremely important to be able to recognize these signs when they appear and to not doubt them because these signs, they let us know that we are, at that moment, we are aligned with the universe. So being able to notice synchronicities is directly related to how in tune we are with our intuition. Okay? You see how it all takes, how all it takes is a shift, but this is a tremendous shift, which anyone who has suffered a loss is nudged to make as a result of what has happened in their lives, as a result of their loss. Are you ready to make the shift? And in the process, see with different eyes what life is about, see the bigger picture, get in touch with what you are meant to do in this world, what matters and what does not matter anymore. If you're ready, I'm inviting you to join me in my upcoming course, Heal Your Heart with the Angels. This is an eight-week online course during which I guide you step-by-step as you heal those wounds on your past, those imbalances that are keeping you, that are blocking you from moving forward. And that will heal your heart so that then you can be ready to make the shift from a small picture way of living to a bigger picture way of living. And so that at the end, you will be able to be able to recognize and allow, receive the messages from your loved one so that I can heal your life, your heart. And then also connect with the messages, the subtle way in which God, the angel, source, the universe communicates with you and gives you guidance in your life, okay? And at the end of this course, you'll be able to make a personalized plan for the life so that you can bring the life that you want to live into reality. So you know what has made me the most excited about offering this course? is that as an angel intuitive, I felt that the angels were nudging me, like nudging me in a big way to create it for your benefit. I feel that they infused every aspect of it, every lesson, every guided visualization, every ritual with their pure energy and vibration because they truly, they truly want to help you at this time in your life. And they also inspired me to create my own deck of angel cards with the messages that they want to bring to you with the purpose of supporting, supporting your efforts towards learning, healing, and growing. So let's talk now about what happens to you, to your life, if you do not something, if you do not do something to be able to function better and to feel better. As you know, Grief affects all areas of our lives. 
It affects your personal well-being, your romantic, familial, and professional relationships. It affects the level at which you are present for your children. And because of all of these I just mentioned, it has the potential of bringing chaos in your life. So it's so very important that doing so, so very important that you take the baby steps at first towards feeling better. And baby steps, because taking those baby steps takes tremendous effort on your part, especially at the beginning. You're grieving, so you don't have any energy. You may not feel like getting out of bed, but do so. You push yourself to do it, you know, because you have bills to pay. You know, you have people counting on you to take care of them. You have a job to go to, and you have to pay those bills. But when you do so, push yourself, even though with every inch of your being, you just want to stay in bed and curl up in a fetal position in a little ball and put a blanket over your head. Push yourself to do these things. Your little reservoir of energy gets depleted. And so no wonder you are exhausted all the time and you want the world with all of its responsibilities to just stop, right? So what you need to do is to be loving towards yourself, towards your body, and towards its limitations when you're grieving. You need to be loving towards your mind, towards the thoughts that you hold, towards your emotions and your feelings because you have the right to feel what you feel when you feel it. One baby step at a time, without forcing anything, is still a movement forward. So give yourself a pat on the back for doing what is necessary to survive because you are doing the best you can at this time. Okay? So there is something that I want to mention about your feelings right now. Sometimes I get this mental image of a volcano, which may appear very, very tranquil, very, very calm on the outside, but has a fiery, raging core of hot lava inside, just waiting, waiting to erupt. When you're grieving, you're trying to function while dealing with lots of different feelings. You may have anger at times, rage, guilt, hurt, disappointment, frustration, confusion, intense sadness, to name a few. And all of those feelings are valid. They are valid because nobody can discount your feelings. They are yours. There is no need for you to judge yourself for the way you feel. What is important is for you to find a healthy way to let them out, to release them, to express them, and to come to terms with them so that they can slowly diminish. And in that way, some measure of peace, some measure of healing can enter your heart. This is not an easy process, and it takes time to recognize for anyone who's grieving, to recognize what types of feelings you're having, to acknowledge them, to express them, and then to let them go, to release them. So why is it so important? Tie for your feelings. They will come out at unexpected times, and they will have the potential to hurt those close to you. And I know that that is the last thing that you want to happen. So if you're listening to me right now, you're grieving, find a way to release your feelings in a healthy manner. Exercise. Write down your feelings. Keep in a journal. Talk to yourself to express how you feel. Buy a punching bag. Whatever it is that you need and that you find helpful to give you relief, from your feelings, to allow them to come out. That is what you need to do. 
because you do not want to have to add the feelings of guilt for hurting innocent bystanders, family members, those you love, because of having pent up feelings of, of your grief. Okay? That is why this is so important. And I'll tell you something else. As human beings, we're feeling beings. We are made up of a galaxy of nerve endings. We can't stop the way we feel. And this is so very true from my grieving. If you have lost a loved one, your heart is filled with so much pain. And you worry not just about yourself, but also about the other people in your life. You not only grieve, but you worry and worry. And does worry help in any way? No, it does not. It only impacts your life in a negative way. So what creates worry? Your thoughts. So how can you stop worrying? By controlling your thoughts. You can use positive affirmations. You can practice being self-aware. So that once you realize that you're worrying, you can use positive affirmations to change the worries into healing by getting the help of a therapist to help you unearth the fears behind the worries, by taking a course that can help you heal, okay? By buying a self-help book that has the answers, you know, that you need to help you. So this, what this does, talking about this, brings me back to the wonderful angels and the healing that comes with inviting them into your life. Because I want you to know that for every fear, every worry, every concern that you have, you can ask the angels to take them away, to help you resolve them, to protect who needs protection, to light the path so that you can let go of your fears and live with more peace in your life. Whatever it is that you need, you can ask them for help. Know this because it is so. I have lived it. And I'm proof that by inviting and nurturing your relationship with the angels and with God, you can experience a life that has much less fear, much less confusion, much less turmoil and stress, and much less suffering. Instead, you will experience more faith, more clarity, more ease in your day-to-day life, and more joy. Don't you want that for yourself? Just a little while ago, I talked about guilt. And this is a feeling anyone who is grieving is very familiar with. You probably torture yourself by thinking, why did I do this? Why didn't I do that? So let me tell you that you need to stop being so hard on yourself. And take a minute to recognize, to remind yourself of all the times when you you were there for your loved one, the one who passed away, rather than very few times when you were less than perfect because you're human, because you were tired or irritable, because you cannot, you cannot be perfect no matter how hard you try. Don't you agree? That it is time. It is time. You make it a practice to switch your thoughts from torturing yourself for not having been perfect to choosing to remembering that everything that you did for your loved one and with your loved one was with a loving intention of helping them and that you gave all that you possibly had at that time. So 
I invite you to begin to incorporate this to your daily routines and notice how you will begin to experience less suffering at a time when you need it the most. So I'm going to do something with you, and this is for anyone who's listening who is not driving. So this is for you to do when you're home. So if you're driving, just, you know, go ahead and turn this off, and then just listen to the recording when you are at home. So because I'm going to guide you on a short meditation that is about self-forgiveness, that can help with guilt, and that can help with regret. So close your eyes and take a deep breath in. And let it out through your mouth. Now I want you to see yourself in your mind's eye standing in front of your loved one who passed. The two of you you, are looking into each other's eyes. Then you notice that tons of little hearts are coming out of your heart and are moving towards your loved one's heart. And you feel the love pouring from your heart to your loved one's heart. As you notice this, a warmth begins to spread throughout your chest area. And this warmth feels very healing and soothing to you. In fact, it feels so soothing that a smile spreads across your face. Just stay with that feeling just for a second. And then you look at your loved one's face and you see pure love radiating from it, as tons of little hearts begin to flow now from your loved one's heart towards your heart, and your chest area gets even warmer, and you begin to experience such a sense of peace and love as you have never felt before. Stay with this feeling just for a second. Bask in it. Now you look at your loved one and say, thank you for loving me, for letting me know that you always felt and you always feel my love for you and that I have nothing to torture myself to feel guilty or to have regrets about and for affirming for me that our bond, our connection and our love will never die. After you say this, all of a sudden you notice a presence by your right side and realize that there is an angel there, a large, luminous being. And this angel tells you that his name is Archangel Azrael and that he helps those who are grieving. He reminds you to call on him so that he can give you guidance, strength, support, and healing when you are struggling the most. You feel such a sense of trust and love coming from this angel and there is peace in your heart right now. So you make the promise that from now on you will remember that you are not alone in your grief and you will ask Archangel Azrael for help in the future. As you prepare to thank him, you look towards him and feel enveloped, enveloped by a brilliant light that seems to seep into every pore into every part of your being. It's an experience like you have never felt before. You express your gratitude to this angel as he slowly vanishes from your sight. For a few seconds, you stay with your feelings. And then now, you take a deep breath in through your nose 
and take a breath out, letting it through your mouth. When you're ready, open your eyes. This kind of visualization is very powerful, and you can use it anytime you're missing your loved one to help you connect, connect to the love that you always have for each other and to help your heart heal. If after listening to this show, for everything that I have been saying, you feel that you are ready to make the shift from living from a small picture perspective to a bigger perspective, big picture perspective, by learning what, by learning what steps to take your heart, your heart to heal, connect with the intuition with the angels, email me at selenenegreteauthor.yahoo.com. You can go to my website at https colon forward two forward slashes selene dash negrete dot com forward slash or private message me on my Facebook page at Spirit Whispers with Selene. I would love to help you. And lastly, card that I pulled today was from Archangel Michael. The message for you today is courage. Ask me to give you the courage you need to make the necessary changes to improve your life. I'll clear the blocks that are keeping you from moving forward in life. God bless you and guide you as you take steps to transform your life. So my love.